This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Allison Lee Rosenfeld, the voice of Bonnie and Nurse Joy from Pokemon, Rio Castle, Riley, and Allie from Yu-Gi-Oh!, and star of Crumbly Kitchen. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Previously. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, Oh boy. Uh, who would like to take this one? Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. Who's who's that Pokemon? Jigglypuff. Ah! Jigglytuff, <laughs> Wigglytuff, or Cheruby? Cheruby. Cheruby. Ah, oh, I think this will be an obvious one here. <laughs> yes. And of course, the answer is a Jigglypuff. Yes. Before we even continue, could you please say that one more time? Because that's I love that. This week, the team behind Streets of Rage 4 announces a DLC expansion coming soon. Capcom announces Street Fighter V's latest fighting season with a character in the realm of rival schools. I enter my Nintendo Japan account to get an early look at fighting EX Layer Another Dash. And in our final stage, I review K's in the Wild Mask. All this and more. As ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra, select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra, select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. everybody and welcome back to another episode of select start your favorite video game podcast i am your host xavier josiah we got a lot of news to talk about this week a lot of great announcements coming uh just some major major news some new fighting games are coming finally we're getting fighting games i i can't wait to talk about this i can't stress this enough it you know anything outside of uh guilty gear and king of the fighters fit team i am all for just keep bringing them we need to bring re-strengthen the fighting game genre so we're going to be talking about two games that one is that's coming out soon and another well both of them are coming out soon so we'll be talking about a lot of that but before i even say anything and talk about the news today how about that little soundbite from rachel lillis um that was rachel lillis who you hear who is the voice of jigglypuff she along with veronica taylor and eric stewart were my guests for the pokemon master trivia which was a part of anime week last week uh which is a repop metaverse event that i uh, had the pleasure of hosting and i was told by the people of repop that anime week went off with great success and uh i am very happy to hear that and very happy to be a part of it and i am also happy to tell you that this is not going to be the end of me entering the metaverse apparently so there may be some future events from what I was told uh, that I will be a part of. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they have next for me. It'll be very interesting. But I had a great time. Had a great time talking with the Pokemon uh, cast, the My Hero Academia cast, and of course, the Naruto cast. Um, Just awesome. But uh, just to hear that uh, voice do Jigglypuff, it perfectly, like pitch perfect. It was just insane. Um, I, I, I really, when she did that, I really just wanted in my mind, I really wanted her to, to like do a liner <laughs> singing the Jigglypuff song and putting all you to sleep as listening to the show. <laughs> that wouldn't have been good, but you know, also what you get to hear in that, and, and it's by the way, all of those panels are still available to watch. So you can watch that at findthemetaverse.com. You can click on the anime week link, um, uh, link in there and you'll see all the panels in there if you want to see the naruto trivia you can watch that on facebook actually uh and under the new york comic-con uh page on on facebook 
I, it's the irony of it. I keep saying this. It's so ironic that like I'm plastered on my face is plastered and I'm seen on New York Comic Con's page, but I've never been to New York Comic Con as of yet. Ah, I hope that this will be the year or next year once everything starts to open back up. It's it's a done deal. I'm definitely going to go to New York Comic Con. I'm finally going to get there sooner or later. I God willing. Um, but I it's going to be it's going to be pretty awesome. But go out of your way. Go to findthemetaverse.com. Check all of those out. I'm not sure how long they're going to be there, but check all of them out. They're absolutely entertaining. Hearing not only that, uh, but also hearing Eric Stewart and uh, Rachel Lillis reprise their roles a bit as Jesse and James of Team Rocket as they're answering certain questions. It's just so awesome. So go out of your way to check that out and uh, keep us going, man. I, you know, keep the air fandom going. All right, let's talk about video games. Of course, this is a video game podcast. And that, I was talking about video game related stuff anyway. It is Pokemon. But let's talk about some latest news here. Sega announces the DLC expansion for Streets of Rage 4. Now, if I'm correct, I had a conversation with one Ben Paquette, uh, who is the artist and person behind Streets of Rage 4. He was there last year, and I'm pretty sure that I talked to him about, you know, DLC characters, particular characters I wanted to see. Uh, For instance, Shiva, because Shiva to me was like the baddest looking character in the bunch. And he kind of left it hanging in a sense, especially now, because I think he knew that this was going to happen. And of course, he couldn't say anything, you know. He, he had, he, you know, the um, the NDAs. <laughs> of course, you can't really say that this is happening, but I'm glad that it's happening. I'm glad that this has been announced. Uh, this is awesome. We're getting a new expansion pack, not just new characters, but a whole new story expansion. And it is called Mr. X Nightmare. So not much is explained about this story, but it looks like our favorite vigilantes will enter a virtual reality realm that will have them fighting through a lot of craziness along the way. The game will feature playable characters, including Estelle Aguirre, uh, which we kind of wanted to play in the original story mode. We didn't get a chance to play as her, but she looked pretty badass. And it just felt like if they're going to do this, if they're going to actually have some type of, you know, DLC type of uh, content, you know, later on, that they will absolutely add Estelle to it. And now we're going to get to play her. And I am very happy about that because she's going to be a part of the story of the of this new story expansion, uh, along with two other secret characters coming soon as well. Uh, now, one of them, they're all solo silhouettes. So I can I can honestly say I believe that one of them is going to be Shiva. And I am hoping that is the case. It has to be. It just has to be. Uh, the other one, I'm not too sure who who in the world that is. But, the, you know, it, the other one looks remarkably like Shiva. And he kind of is in the game. His uh, Streets of Rage, his old Streets of Rage uh, pixel model is in there as well. I believe you can play as I forgot somebody unlocked. It's been a while since I played that game, but not for long because I'm going to be playing it again when this comes out. <laughs> I'll tell you that uh, the DLC also provides new moves for the original characters in the game, as well as new weapons, one of which is a swordfish that you're going to be able to carry around as a weapon. And you're going to use a swordfish, a stiff swordfish as a weapon. The other one I saw was a lightsaber that the characters have had too, and maybe some more uh, coming into. Everything looks so awesome. The new animations looks tremendous. I cannot wait for this. They also didn't mention a uh, release date for this either, but I'm pretty sure it's coming out very soon. And uh, I think we're going to enjoy it just as much. Remember, this game was nominated for the uh, for a game uh, for a game award last year, and its rival just happens to be Hades, another game that I had the pleasure of reviewing the creator. <laughs> that was an awkward year because <laughs> I, I <laughs> when that category came up, I, I, I was happy that both of them were nominated. But I'm like, damn, why did they have to be? Why did they have to be against each other? That's just that's just wrong. But it is what it is. It, and it just tells you how great these games are that these guys put together. And I'm even more grateful that I was able to talk with these guys and have them on the show. So 
uh, I look forward to this and uh, guaranteed this is going to be a review game on this show. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Here's something I didn't realize that was happening because I was I was really told I've read. I could have sworn that I've read that this game was going to end its DLC series. No, that is so not the case because Street Fighter V announced another new season of fighters. And in this roster this time, adding to the roster, to the huge roster that they already have, is Dan, which I always thought that he was already in, Rose, which, yeah, eventually she had to come in, uh, Oro from Street Fighter Three, which is very appropriate since this is the, this is the uh, actual... You know, Street Fighter Saga, part of the Street Fighter Saga that kind of is a prelude to three. So it's uh, Oro's in here. But here's something interesting. Oro has two hands. If any of you played the original Street Fighter three and played this character, you know that he had only one hand. So what's going to happen here, it looks to be, is that we're going to find out how Oro actually lost that hand. It has to be because this is. Street Fighter 5 is the lead in to Street Fighter 3 because it's an actual prequel. It's it, it it really in itself is a prequel to everything that's about to happen in 3. And yeah, I know it's a weird timeline thing, but it is what it is. Um also added to this and this was the big one. This was the big one for a lot of people who like myself are cult fans of this Street Fighter spin-off. And that is Rival Schools. They are adding one of a, a favorite for for most gamers of this uh, series, Akira or Akira. Um, <clears throat> she was the daughter. She was the sister of one of the other characters in the game. She is often considered one of the favorites in this game. I am me personally. I'm a Batsu fan. Batsu is like the main character of Rival Schools. And he was really cool. He was kind of like um, Yusuke Yurameshi from Yu Yu Hakusho pretty much he had that vibe to him uh he also had his own like move sets and you know abilities and everything too very similar to like ryu in a sense at least his move set was kind of based around that ryu you know formula but i loved it kira is really cool too i i mean seeing akira uh, akira um in this stage with the with 4k upgraded you know graphics and everything and it's just awesome to see and her coming off a bike and everything she is in development right now so uh they have announced that i hope we see more because here's the thing they have so many characters that they could pull from because they have so many different spinoffs i mean for those who don't know street fighter is connected to final fight it is also connected to uh well i'm pretty sure people know that now uh, you know, you know, more seasoned gamers um, is connected to Final Fight. It is connected to Rival Schools. It is also connected to Saturday Night Slam Masters because you got Gunlock, who is a character who who's actually uh, Gal's brother. Gal's brother is actually a professional wrestler named Gunlock, who's a character in Saturday Night Slam Masters. And also connected to Saturday Night Slam Masters is Hagger from final fight because he is also a professional wrestler that became mayor of metro city so uh you know yeah my street fighter knowledge is is, is tight so um so I, I hope that we get rather gunlock from street fighter from sarah night slam masters or any of those characters from there i would love to see any of those characters hell honestly i would love to see a new Saturday night slam masters game or that capcom bring those two games part one and part two and part two of Saturday Night Slam Masters that never made it to America, I would love for them to bring that on as a archive series or whatever. Because I, I don't think people understand how really awesome Saturday Night Saturday Night Slam Masters was. Um, as a avid wrestling fan myself, I love that game. And part two, I actually do own part two. I own a ROM of the sequel, which uh, never made it to America um, in, my, in my possession. And I'd rather play it on the Switch. I'm gonna be honest. I'd rather play that game on the Switch ASAP. So we'll see. But this is awesome. I, I do love it. I love that this ever-growing roster of people on and not only just the fact that they're giving you a new roster of people, unlike and I keep saying this because unlike Tekken, Tekken 7, which I absolutely love, I I, I really get disappointed, I've really become disappointed 
as to how they treat the characters, the new DLC characters they have. They just put them out there. There's no story to tell. There's nothing in the back. At least when you have, you know, games like Street Fighter V and Mortal Kombat, when they release a new character from whatever, whatever world they're coming from, whatever license, you know, world that they come from, they at least bring them into the universe. They immerse them into the universe. So best believe Dan Rose Oro and uh, Akira will absolutely have a backstory in the arcade mode or in a story mode or whatever. They will have a backstory. So you'll get to know and get, be more immersed into it. Same with Mortal Kombat. They can bring obscure characters out from the horror world, the sci-fi world, whatever, and they will, or even a comic book world, and they will bring them into the universe as if they were always been there, as if they connected with the with the characters that they already have. I hate this laziness from you know character from people like Tekken, from Bandai Namco, who brings Negan in, Negan from The Walking Dead, no rhyme or reason. I mean, yeah, they have a trailer for it or stuff, and that trailer is supposed to just tell the story or Noctis from Final Fantasy 15, you know, or all these other characters, but they don't have a backstory. I mean, they went out, they went in, and Geese Howard as well. Geese Howard is freaking in there, which is crazy because you got Geese Howard, you got um, Heihachi Mishima, and you have Aku, uh, you know, um, Akuma in there. And you got these three massive egos in this one game, one from and SNK, one from Bandai Namco, and one from Capcom, all coming together. That alone should have been something that they worked together to make even a little story mode featuring those three. Now, I am glad that they did, uh, you know, Akuma and really brought him into the game for, for that. But man, you brought Geese Howard in and you did really nothing with him, but just, okay, you can play as Geese Howard in the game. He really adds nothing to the story at all. You know, I, I mean, great for those who like, you know, just fighting for the sake of fighting and playing online with. Awesome. But man, as somebody like me who likes narrative, I would have loved to see how he, how all of these characters would have, you know, interplayed into that universe. But, it, you know, it just, some of it just doesn't make sense. I, I think more Noctis and Negan doesn't make sense as to how they got into that universe than anything. Like they're from totally different worlds. <laughs> and they and they you know come in here and, and and just oh they're just there so i don't know it, it's just it, it bugs me with that but um speaking of other fighting game news and i would love that this is like probably going to be the most i've ever talked about in terms of fighting games in here so i love this but i got a chance to check out fighting ex layer another dash now this game is from speaking of uh akira it's from the actual company named Akira, who came out with Street Fighter EX plus Alpha during the PlayStation 2 era. And this was a game. It wasn't the best Street Fighter game in the world, but it was still a pretty fun game to play. Uh, there were two versions that came out and the second one had a, like a creator a fighter function to it. That was uh, it was less to be desired, but it was still a fun game to really, uh, you know, mess with. But in there, they had the Street Fighter characters in there along with these other characters that we've never seen before. And nobody at the time, nobody really understood the dynamic or, or you know, of this game and how does this relate to the other games? Well, now I can, we kind of get a better understanding of what this is. So Akira has the ownership of all these characters that we've seen years ago from this, including Skullomania. Like that was, Skullomania is a, almost like a Deadpoolish type of character. Um, he is a guy in a skull outfit. He is a cult favorite among those in a fighting game community. And he's, he, he's just what it is. He, 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 every bit is what he is. He's just a dude in a costume, but he does some crazy stuff. And almost the same fashion that you would think Deadpool would do some stuff do uh, some crazy stuff but you had all these other generic like characters in there and you know they weren't owned by capcom and they you know this company decided to bring these characters back out to a modern generation better graphics uh you know better everything and it was out for the playstation 4 i never chose to play it then but it's coming out for the nintendo switch 
uh, in the course of possibly just a few days from now. But before that, it came out in Japan. And now I was able to check it out because I have a Japan account. And they, you know, there's a region free uh, access to the Nintendo Switch, for those who don't know. Or for those who have known, they know that I've reviewed games, uh, you know, imports before. And here I did. Um, what was it? It was Common Writer, which was a really, really good game, all in English and never hitting the States for some reason. And then also Persona 5 Strikers before it ever came to America. So I had, you know, you got access to this. So I was able to, you know, play these games early. And this is another one. They had a demo for it. Well, not even a demo. It, um, it's the it's the free version because, you know, what they're how they're doing it for some reason is they have a free version that allows you to play as four of the characters. But if you like what you play, you can buy the full game and be able to play with all the characters. So surprisingly, they kind of want to, you know, I, I kind of went about the same or I, I'll just I should say um, for people who don't understand the term Akira basically is the name of the company um but it's you got to roll that tongue so it's akira so um but the the actual game really plays well on the nintendo switch they went the same route as mortal kombat where they kind of had to you know they wanted to run on 60 frames per second i think they took lessons from uh never Realm when when it comes to the nintendo switch so the graphics is slightly diluted from the playstation 4 but not by much uh surprisingly I want to note that if you watch the trailer online that they did, it really looks very distorted. The graphics looks very distorted from the footage. It doesn't actually do the Switch version justice. I don't understand why, why it looks the way it does on the actual promotion. Because when I played the game, it actually looks better than it did in the promote in a promo. There, you know. So I would say play through it check it out and it actually does i like I, I like what i played so far well um when you when you unlock the other characters you'll be able to play a scholomania and all those other characters that you did you know call you know fight game uh, fighting gamers were able to play you know back then that you recognize um but here's the cool part about this from what i've read is that this game is only going to be 25 dollars uh when it comes out next week and hopefully it does because if it doesn't I will be very surprised, but it, it's rumored to be coming out next. Ninth today. Today's the ninth as we're recording. I believe it's probably coming out on the fifteenth, which is Thursday. So, and when it comes out, it is rumored to be out for only twenty five dollars. I got to tell you that is a very fair price for what they're presenting here. And while there is not much in terms of depth and content, the game is easy to pick up and play you know fighter there is there is the story is it plays the, the presentation is more or less like virtual fighter which is a game that i love but the one thing i hated about virtual fighter is that you got all these characters you got these awesome characters you know nothing about them the only time you can know about these characters is if you read it on the the, the you know online or the booklet that you get you don't you learn about their story but Sega, again, was so lazy about putting together. I don't know if that was Sega's decision or Yu, uh, Yu Suzuki's decision not to do that, which I'm very surprised because he's so about cinematics and everything. I would have thought that he would absolutely want to create characters and bring a bit of narrative to these characters. I mean, he's only did so in, in writing <laughs> in here. So when you play the game, you just play through the game, you go through Dural, and the game is over. The, the, you know, you it's like you're fighting with no incentive. I hate that. I always like to play a game where there's a huge payoff at the end. And Virtual Fighter didn't do it for me. Now, granted, what that said, it has one of the greatest fighting game engines of all time. So I can't stress that enough because the gameplay is so awesome in Virtual Fighter. It's almost hard not to want to play it. <laughs> you know, despite the fact. So, uh, I mean, it's just, it really, Yu Suzuki does not get enough credit for that game engine that now people are take elements from. It is absolutely, 
absolutely one of the um, best fighting games of all time. Uh, you know, undoubtedly. So why I say it's fair is because, it, you know, it has an arcade mode. It has a few other modes to it, but it doesn't have the same depth of continuity that Mortal Kombat 11 gives you for the price of 60 bucks or even 30 bucks for an expansion. It just does not give it to you. So $25 is to me, based on what I've already played is very, very fair. So again, what the other thing I want to point out too, is that for how I, it, you know, say, I say this, but again, common writer never came to America and there's no plans for it to come to America as, as at, at this time, at least, but the game is entirely in English. Like there's, I mean, I think you have the option to change the language and everything, but everything about it is in English. The text, the audio, everything is in English, but Japan got it first. So it's now scheduled to come out next week. It, it, it really, it's built for Amer for the um, American audience or the North American audience. So it, I'd be surprised if it doesn't come out. And if it doesn't, I'll just have to get it. You know, I just have to get a, um, japan uh card and get it from there but i think it's worth getting uh i thought I, ha I had a good time now some of it some of the characters i was a little wary about you know in terms of um pulling off moves and in, in, in move sets it was i feel like it was some of the moves some of the move sets from the free characters that you had it's not easy or fluid to put off to pull off in a sense because of how they did it it was like they're trying to be extra for the sake of being extra and try to uh, differentiate themselves from other fighting games by trying to do this really eccentric and odd like move set and it doesn't exactly work for you know and luckily all the characters have a different type of move set uh some of them do the traditional you know um half circle motion type you know move sets or whatever others have it where which is this is the weird one where you just hit back and forth or up and down to pull off a move and it doesn't exactly work in its execution it, it totally but for the most part you get used to it after a while uh but overall you know after playing the four characters i'm going to invest in this game uh it's like i said it's 25 bucks it's very fair to me um especially when you compare it to that of you know mortal kombat and other fighting games that will be coming out as well. So I, I'm very much looking forward to this. It looks awesome. Um, there's another fighting game coming out as well on the 22nd, uh, which I'm going to possibly invest in as well. Uh, and this game is called what uh, I'm going to probably butcher this <laughs> Toho Hio Hioibana, which is uh, Antinami of common developed by a company named phoenix games um this fighter was actually not a new fighter it was released in december of 2017 and now it's being ported to the nintendo switch this appears to be a all-female roster full of magical powered warriors uh, who teams up as a duo of your choice to prove that you are capable of defeating the perfect possession whatever that is um the game takes elements from uh both shooters and fighters with a tag battle feature to create a high impact hybrid experience similar to that of psychic force if any of you remember that game love psychic force psychic force one and two if you guys if you can if you claim to be a fighting game fan but never play psychic force i can't you're going to be in a low level stages of a fighting game fan. Psychic Force was such an awesome game for the uh, PlayStation <laughs> at the time. And it was so great that they ended up uh, getting their own anime. So, I mean, that really tells you how awesome that game was back then. But it was different. It was different from any fighting game that you've ever played before. And it worked to, to the best of its abilities. Uh, part one and part two was so great. But... This looks like a this looks like this is like a 2D version of that and they're playing office. So the good thing is here is that you'll have there's a lot of story elements and contact uh, and content narrative and that's going to have a variety of gameplay features such as story mode, battle rival uh, and versus mode, perfect possession and much more. Plus, there's a battle rivals in versus mode as well. The game is set to be $34.99. Again, I believe based on what I've seen, based on what I've read, um, this price to me is also fair because unlike the uh, 
unlike uh, Fighting EX, they are providing a lot of narrative and content in there as well. And, you know, some a lot of ways to get, you know, keep replay value even better. So I think that price is even fair. You know, it shouldn't be any higher than that. You know, because again, I, I think these companies could be basing themselves on, I, I, I don't know for, for sure, honestly, but I feel like they're basing themselves on what NetherRealm has done because NetherRealm has set the standards for how a fighting game is played and, you know, and, and is structured in, on a Nintendo Switch. And I believe they based it off that, like whatever NetherRealm has done, they're playing off of that in a sense like, okay, NetherRealm was giving you this for, for 60 bucks or for even 90 bucks because if you add the, uh, what is it? You add the, the, the other deal, the story DLC, they're like in all of, and NetherRealm provides the best quality possible in a fighting game uh, genre. They know they can't compare to that. So why are y'all even trying to get, you know, charges that much, which is why it really kills me that um, there's this, uh, what is that? There is that SNK all-female fighting game that's on the Switch right now. And other places, it's like it's on sale for 30 bucks. For some reason, that price is not going down on the Nintendo eShop to this day. It goes it goes on sale like once or twice, but it is still like $49.99. That game is not worth $49.99, okay? I can tell you that. It is nowhere near worth $49.99, especially with the reviews that I've um, read about that. That game is probably at least like $25 or $30 at best. And probably not because it's been out for quite a while. So they definitely should lower the price. It should be in a 60% uh, great deals uh, section as well. It, it does not budge. It's only budged once ever. So it is, I find it hard to want to invest in a game that costs that much money, knowing the quality of that game. So... Um, like I said, that game comes out on April 22nd. So be on the lookout for that. If you're a fighting game fan like I am, maybe something you want to look into as well. If you're a shooter fan, I may have the perfect game for you. R-Type Final 2 is set to arrive April 30th on a Nintendo Switch. And I'm pretty sure other platforms as well. If you're like an old school gamer like me during the Sega Genesis era or whatever like that, R-Type is the one of the best shooters of our time love that game that game is so awesome they stepped it up majorly with this because our type final 2 is a 3d shooter based on a classic and console uh, arcade and console hit the game steps it up so much i mean because now it's in 3d they now have a they have a feature that allows you to customize your fighter ship with powerful uh, weapons, uh, decals, and more. Like, you're literally customizing this ship to make it look like you something totally original and totally yours. So you, you could change the color of the ship. You could change the, you know, the cockpit glass of it. You can change, you can add decal to it. Um, the, the creative suite for this is very good. It's not as depth. It, it, it doesn't, it's not that, it's not deep, deep, but it's it just enough to like, wow, this is pretty impressive. And not only that, you play using this uh, ship that you created into the story of the game, and it shows in cutscenes and everything. And I thought that was really cool. Um, the ship models and stages that you play through uh, are all 3D rendered, and you unlock more parts, you unlock more ship uh, models and everything as you go along. There's a demo out now that you could play on it, which I did play for it, and I've got to say, it's a very fun game not only just it's and it's a game for everybody and I, this is what i really love because the difficulty options for this uh ranges from practice kids and then it goes into the more harder stage so like it's a game that they want everybody to play so you can play in kid level and just have a great time with it and just learn the ropes you could if you want a better challenge you could get to one of the deeper levels at that but it allows everybody to enjoy this game and i think this is going to be awesome the game is going for 39.99 and let me tell you just based on the demo that i played which again you can download it right now and check it out i think this is going to be a worthy game to play this is going to be worth it if you're a shooting if you're a shooter fan this is i've played a lot of shooters and this one is unlike any one i've uh, played before 
it's just that damn good so go out of your way download it check it out and uh you know if you like it get it when it comes out on the 30th so folks that will do it for this segment of the show we're going to take a break come back and enter the final stage as i review case in the wild mask we'll do that right after this ladies and gentlemen this is dax xavier josiah the host of acmg presents talk time live the podcast you want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime comics movies and games such as this is miley Flanagan, the voice of naruto this is stephanie shea the voice of sailor moon this is ruben langdon voice of ken masters and dante from devil may cry hey there this is kyle abear the voice of ryu from street fighter 5 this is chris battle character designer of teen titans Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! We are back as we're entering the final stage to review K's in the Wild Mask. This was a game that interests me. And if you are a fan of 2D side scrolling games, especially those of the 90s, you're going to love this game. This game was developed by a company called uh, Pixel Hive, and they really take you back into the you know, the really cool days of Sega Genesis, even uh, Super NES days, when you had these side-scrolling platformers with these mascot characters like Sonic the Hedgehog and uh, Gex, you know, God, I, I probably took it back with that one, Gex from the 3DO days. And um, this is a really, really awesome game. I mean, it from, from, a, from a visual perspective, it is beautiful. It is stunning. Uh, I love the character design. I love the colors. I love the shadows, shades, whatever the the uh, the stage designs as well. Um, this is a game for any of those retro gamers that loves a good challenge. Uh, a really, really good challenge. More of a challenge than fun in a say, and that's not really necessarily a bad thing. This is a game not for. I wouldn't say this is a game for everybody. Um, this is a game if like if this is one of those side scrolling games if you're one of those side scrolling gamers who just want to breeze through the game and just have fun case in a wild mass doesn't exactly give you that but it's not exactly painfully hard either but it just gives you a kick of a challenge uh with no difficulty level of control at this point but what it does give you is beautiful art styles uh it gives you you know a really fun narrative uh, and a lot to work with you got there's a lot to work with in this game but it's beautiful there it isn't perfect in a sense but it does provide a great great you know type of challenge that will keep you going for a bit there are some moments that i felt that it was kind of ho-hum and then there are other times when especially when you get the mask is that's when it becomes a lot more fun because each mask allows you to do different things so I'll read this from Nintendo's uh, bios right here. Uh, in Caves in the Wild Mask, you, you journey through the Crystal Islands in 90s classic platforming style. Play as Caves, or it could be Kaze, uh, you know, if they're doing it, uh, you know, uh, pronouncing, uh, pronouncing it in Japanese uh, dialogue. Uh, Kays, uh, you play as Kays and saves your friend Hogo from a curse that spreads chaos around the island face enraged living vegetables by uh invoking the powers of the wild mask uh pounce ferociously uh like a tiger soar through the sky like an eagle sprint fiercely like a lizard i thought you you would sprint fiercely as a tiger too but eh, whatever and roll the sea as a shark so you have four different masks that you play through and um this is kind of like if you played you know what this i can i can um, relate this to wonder boy if you play wonder boy this is what this game kind of plays like and it actually also has that same type of challenge as well as wonder boy but i think uh 
I think this actually, if you compare the two, Kays in the Wild Mask has a little bit more fluidity than that game, than those games, uh, the Wonder Boy games uh, in here, because it, there's some parts of it that has a kind of a sonic kick to it where it speeds up uh so often so it is really cool i like i said i love the character designs the the evil vegetables <laughs> that you fight through in the game is really cool it's, it's just so much to ask for and this is why i decided i wanted to review this game there's much much to appreciate about this game um like i said this is i i relate this just like i did with retro um mania wrestling and that i it was funny because i remember when um retro mania wrestling came out on for the switch finally uh just a few weeks ago and people were talking about it and people were enjoying it and i had to remind people and one there was a guy who commented on uh on social media and said it's not perfect you know it's not a per you know retro mania wrestling is not a perfect game you know but it's a really fun game to have and i had to remind people these games aren't trying to be perfect when you're creating a retro game when when developers are creating retro games they're not trying to create perfection. They're trying to create accuracy because if you're creating a retro game that was set in the 90s or the 80s, they weren't perfect. None of those games were perfect. So like if you're playing retro soft, I mean, retro mania wrestling, it's not trying to be, there are some parts of it that does improve, but the actual experience of the game, you're trying to create the actual feel of that game. So their job is, is to create accuracy um and to do that sometimes you may have to have some of the same elements that it did back then so in hindsight well also you know kind of perfecting on it and i thought that game did it i thought this game did it as well so you're not going to have it's not going to be exactly the perfect game but it needs to be accurate enough that it really captures the essence of that era so that's where this comes in and i thought they did a really good job because there are some games in the 90s that are man you gotta you gotta grind for and this is one of those games now with that said does it make for a fun game it does and it doesn't there are parts of it that it like i said it, it could be it could be less fun to play and there are parts that are really fun to play and there are times where the fun gets taken away in place of it uh, the challenge and the challenge isn't always fun Sometimes it could be annoying and that's when it could be a turnoff for some people. I can see um, the features in this. Again, you control the wild mask and get the powers from the tiger, eagle, lizard and shark, which is the most fun part about this game. You know, seeing the transformation once um, Kays wears the mask and gets these extra abilities and whatnot, it becomes a lot more fun. But there are times when you're not wearing a mask and you're just going through these, you know, these uh, stage designs any stage challenges that they have and the designs aren't really as fluid as you would like them to be you know sometimes it's not just the fact that it's a difficult game sometimes it's just not a fluid game sometimes you're you know approaching a certain area where it's like okay this could have been done a little bit better and especially now when we got games like super mario maker where we can have a better where you know um miyamoto son has allowed us to understand how actual stage design works a little bit more so we're a little bit more in tune to how these things work some of them aren't doesn't have a balanced feel and i felt like that was the case in some of the stages that were the other thing too is that when you start playing it it kind of drags in a sense because you're going through all these stages you're waiting for these boss battles these boss battles barely ever come and it's like when is this boss battle happening I would have loved for this game to have a mid boss battle because you're going through all these stages and it, it just kind of breaks away from the monotony of just going through each stage every time there would have been something like sonic the hedgehog does that really well um you know the 2d versions especially where every once in a while or even mega man i'll give i'll give that one mega man every, every once in a while in the stages has a mid boss stage that breaks away from just traveling from point a to point b so I would have wanted that they've done that for this instead of just making it like you just going through the motion every single time. So I would have loved that a lot more. Uh, you do uncover uh, the secrets of Crystal Island, you know, up to 30 plus levels and uh, bonus levels as well. Uh, much like Sonic, you go through these little portals that allows you to, you know, get some extra items or whatever or whatnot. You all through the game, you also have to try to get, you know, the letter you got to spell out the letters K, uh, K's 
in order to get a crystal and i don't necessarily know what that leads into because i haven't played it that hard to try to do but you got to go through a lot of motion sometimes you have to go back a bit to find it or you got to replay the game again that's the good part at least you could play through the level again to get some of the items that you did not get to collect and i don't again i don't know what that leads to but it, it's it i, I don't want to say it's tedious because it's not necessarily that tedious but it, it just it needed something else for me to really want to emerge and get into it i love the cutscenes that they have on air as well uh it doesn't really there's no audio to it it just there's just non you know just some animated uh cutscenes and some things that'll show you what's going on and it it, it you know it's very, it tells the story without even saying anything so i felt that they executed that very well too um so yeah you do kind of get as this says here you get to relive your childhood memories of classic platformers with high quality frame by frame pixels and i think the the um high quality frame by frame pixels is the strong point of this game it is absolutely a beautiful game i love how case can glide into the air um when with their with their ears and such and i love the fact that um and i believe case is a female rabbit too that's the other thing i love about it it's a female heroine this time around uh much like river city uh girls <laughs> it's not like they're not the ones that are in damsels in distress they're out there you know proving that they can kick ass and you know they can handle their business as well so i love that factor as well so i, I love the character I love the art style. Not exactly in tune with the game, with the stage design and level um, design in here as much, but it, it's a means for something really cool to happen. I think this game is worth it for those who like really uh, challenging, not really challenging, I should say, just like challenging, you know, 2D scrolling platforms as well. I think this is a game that would be perfect for, um, you know, people in that realm. Is it the best? I've played guarantee no. <laughs> There's so many other really awesome platforms, but adding to this to your collection, I would say this is one that you want to add to your collection. Um, I thought they did an awesome job. Uh, there's a lot to look forward to, but there's a, there's some improvements that I would like to see in this game. I would love for them to add a little bit more to it and just balance it out more. So um, if I give this game a grade, I would probably give it a solid B. Um, it, it, I, like I said, I had fun with the game. It is uh, pretty awesome in retrospect. Uh, like I said, if you're one of the old school Sega Genesis and Super NES gamers who liked to grind and get the challenge in, you know, the Ninja Gaiden gamers <laughs> and, and the Sonic gamers, this one's for you. This is not this is not a game for everybody. And it's not. That's OK. It's not a game for everybody because not everybody's going to be able to whether tolerate or want to play this game. but. I think it's worth giving a shot. I thought Pixel Hive did a great job with this nonetheless. So I would give it a B overall for me in that case. So ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. Um, I want to get an announcement here because I just locked this in. I just spoke with her uh, sometime this week. One of my favorite guests on Talk Time Live exclusive is coming back in May and that name is Amanda Celine Miller. She is the voice of Barto. She is the voice of Sailor Jupiter. She is the voice of Joe from Kid Cosmo, the net new Netflix series that had just came out uh, not too long ago. She is coming back on the show. We're gonna play catch up with everything that she has done. Um, she's moved to Atlanta since the last time we go. So I wanna know more about how that experience is, but especially during 2020, um, you know, what she's doing now, how she handled COVID, um, her writing and everything going on. She's, she's kept busy through this entire time so i am looking forward to talking to her about that and the new netflix series that you all should check out which is available now kit cosmo so glad way to check it out a lot of people love that series and to have her as pretty much the main character of that as well playing in there so glad way to check it out but in the meantime you could check out all of our episodes and all of our exclusives at talktimelive.com you'll never miss a beat there you always see new content there all the time right now actually I have the Pokemon panels that I did 
for Amazon, uh, for, I'm going to say Amazon week for anime week, um, as a part of Repop's metaverse, it is up there now. I don't know how long that is going to be there, but, um, if you want to find another place to check it out, talk time live is the place you want to check it out. Uh, you can check it out all there. So, and you can also go to find the metaverse.com to check out all of the other panels that I worked on and all of the other panels that was, uh, you know, done during the week of anime week last week. You don't want to miss it. If you're a fan, it was an awesome time. Had a great time. You want to see the cast of My Hero Academia. You want to see the Pokemon cast. You want to see the Naruto cast. And they go wilding out <laughs> while we doing our trivia show. Um, that trivia panel was probably the most watched panel of all the panels. I'm pretty sure. Because uh, it was streamed over on uh, Facebook and other places as well. And people seem to have loved it. People have loved it. I had a great time talking with them. And, and really just having a lot of fun with them as well. And I look forward to seeing what's more to come here too. So again, uh, you can check us out there and you can also subscribe and download on your favorite podcast platforms, such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pandora, and Pocket Cast, and many, many more wherever they can, wherever you can find it. So everybody, thank you so much. We will have a show on Sunday. I believe I'll be doing Pacific Rim and probably some other news going on. There's a lot of news uh, to talk about on Sunday because uh, a lot of things came up, some news, some trailers or whatnot or whatever. And, you know, we're counting down to Mortal Kombat, which is going to be on the 23rd. So I will tell you this. Um, I can tell you that I'm doing Pacific Rim and maybe some other things on Sunday, but the week after that, we're going to be counting down the, the time. We're going to prep for Mortal Kombat the reboot that's coming out on the 23rd. So next, the week after that, I am going to actually, cause I'm pretty sure I got this scheduled right. Let's see this week is on the 11th. Yep. The week after that, I'm going to do a episode where we're just going to talk all things Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat movie, the travesty that was called Annihilation, the cartoon series, all of that. We're going to lead up to all of this leading up to the reboot and uh, talk about the progress of how this game's genre, this game franchise has gone in the years in terms of Hollywood and, 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 uh, and, you know, the animated world as well too. So we'll be talking about all that down the line. So we got you covered and, uh, we'll continue to keep all of our fandoms heavy and strong on this podcast as well. So thank you everybody. Again, I really appreciate the support. All of our new listeners. Thank you so very much. That'll do it for me on behalf of myself. This is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go live life and love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG presents talk time live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.